0: Welcome to the SLP Happy Hour podcast.
1: We are a podcast that discusses the reality of being a working SLP with a dash of happy hour thrown in. Our goal is to help you find more happiness in your life and career.
0: And today's topic, since we are finishing up one year and beginning a new one as we record, uh, how can you move forward with intention? In other words, How do you connect with your values, figure out what those are, and move forward from there? We found that living within your values can lead to more intention, easier decision-making, and more happiness in life. Our goal today is to share our own values for the coming year, just as examples, but ultimately to help you choose your values for the coming year. I'm Sarah, and my number one value right now is freedom, because I am an
1: independent little bugger. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Sari, and my number one value that I want to focus on right now is tranquility, which also is just kind of a fun word to say. Um, Last year was fun, but hectic, and this year I'm looking for more calmness and simplicity. So let's get started with our first segment. And to begin, we're going to share a what's up and what's down. And you are at first this week, Sarah.
0: And so, in this segment, we share something that's adding to our happiness and something that's detracting from our happiness. And I'm up this week with something detracting from my happiness, which is house guests. Uh, as this episode airs in November, there's lots of house guests coming in and out um, next month as well. And I'm kind of realizing how much time and energy it takes to have house guests and like I'm not sure maybe I really don't like house guests <laughs> <laughs> which makes me feel bad but um yeah I'm getting maybe I'm getting some house guest burnout and it has absolutely nothing to do with my house guests but it has everything to do with you know preparing for them coordinating trying to make sure they have a fun time cleaning mm. up afterwards and then um doing it all over again
1: Yeah, that is exhausting. I I think I have a limit. Do you have a limit of of days before you get tired?
0: (laughs) I I think I have a limit, but I haven't known what it is. Uh So that's why I
1: have like house guest burnout. Yeah, I I have like a three day limit. And I think I actually actively discourage people from staying (laughs) longer. So if you're a friend of mine, and I've ever done that, it's it's really nothing to do with you. It's just that I, I have this, I get the same house guest burnout after a while. I'm I am introverted in a a way exactly
0: and home is is the place that you want it kind of quiet and calm Mm -hmm. um I think I haven't had a limit but I think I should maybe um have one how do you enforce your limit
1: uh usually a polite excuse like oh you know I know you wanted to stay through Friday but I've got this thing and I can only do through this day Kind of a thing.
0: Okay, um, I'm going to try it. And uh, if you're listening and you have had like house guest burnout and you have any tips for me, let me know. Uh, the best way to contact us is slphappyhour.com forward slash contact. So now to lift us
1: up, Sari, what is something that's adding to your happiness? So my piece of happiness has been uh, solo road trips. During grad school, which for me, I had to do a year post back plus uh, three years of grad school. So it was essentially a four- year program for me to get my master's. I really lost touch with a lot of friends and uh, even put my family on the back burner. And so I planned this road trip recently to go up north and reconnect with these old friends. and it was fantastic. And I, I did it by myself. These were friends that were, my friends pre-marriage. And and so I didn't feel bad about leaving my husband at at home when I went up by myself. But but it was really, really enjoyable. And and I feel more connected and so grateful that these friends stuck it out with me for the long haul during this long process to become a speech therapist. And I'm glad I'm at a place now where I can uh, keep in touch better. Did you feel like you had to, uh,
0: like go over kind of old ground since there was some time where you maybe yes. weren't?
1: Yes. Yes. We had a lot to catch up on for all of everybody that I touch base with. I was amazed by how much I'd missed and they were amazed by how much they'd missed, but it was, it was great.
0: That's a wonderful way to just like stay happy, but also, uh, not rely on other people, right? Because a lot of things we do for happiness, if other people aren't available or can't make it, uh, that might impact whether or not we can do it. So I love the idea of a solo road trip, and it's something that I've been um, really wanting to do to visit my sister. Mm. So I, th- I think I'm going to have to do that. I think that would bring me a lot of happiness this season.
1: Absolutely. I, I support that decision. I think you too would have a great time. And as we talk about things that bring us happiness, let's share some things that we are feeling grateful for in honor of this being November and the month of Thanksgiving, whether or not you celebrate. Um, So one thing that I am grateful for just to start is this podcast. And I'm not saying that to toot our own horn. We so often say that we don't have things figured out, and that's very true, (laughs) but the conversations that we have and the topics that we discuss are helpful to me too, and I can't tell you how many times I have drawn inspiration from the tips that we share, and I, I do feel a sense of obligation to practice what we preach, uh, so to say, and I do make an extra effort to take better care of myself because of this podcast, so I am incredibly grateful for that because I do feel like I'm finding greater happiness in my life and career.
0: That is so touching. That makes me like kind of emotional. <laughs> i was just thinking, you know, something my husband has mentioned is that he's noticed um, since we began the podcast. Um, just you know, because he's around me a lot, like how my confidence has grown. Like mm. I remember when we started the podcast, I would not share any photos of myself on our social media because mm. I was so self-conscious. Um, which now I do. At home. <laughs> like, <laughs> Probably every day you know, in our insta stories or whatever, right, and we like have photo shoots where we like go to the park and take a million pictures yeah. of us because we have to, um so just little things like that, and also, I feel like I've felt just a resurgence of energy with the podcast um, and less burnout, just having a way to connect with our profession in a way that's helpful and positive, yeah, it feels that way, absolutely. All right. So, besides the podcast, things that I'm thankful for are uh, good coffee. We have some local roasteries here that are so good. And, like, I buy a whole bean, I have an expensive (laughs) grinder, and I love doing AeroPress. Pour over is second choice. Um, And then there are some. if you listen, you know, I love my British TV shows, but there are some Australian and New Zealand shows that I love right now. Um, 800 words is one. And then the heart doctor is the other one. So if you need a good show recommendation, uh, those have been bringing me some happiness journaling and a weekend with friends where we just got to have dinner and just talk and catch up. There's something so, I don't know. I I'm pretty introverted, but having a dinner with friends, like a quiet dinner with friends where you really get to catch up and you really get to talk about topics and how life really is, just, it just gives me so much energy and hope and enthusiasm, and that's what's really floating my boat right now.
1: Yeah, those little things that bring you such joy really do add up.
0: Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're thankful for. And
1: as we're moving into the winter,
0: through the winter, uh, we wanted to bring you into our speech rooms a bit because Sari and I have been talking a bit about giving presents and receiving presents for our students and how to prepare our students for some of this, especially the social aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And Sari has a really helpful lazy lesson for you that's perfect for this time of year. And just a reminder, our lazy lesson segment is one where we share lessons that we're actually doing in our own speech rooms um, that require minimal prep and don't involve buying a lot of expensive materials. Mm -hmm. So what's your lesson, Sari? I'm excited.
1: Well, like you said, this is a a social skills lesson on basically being a gracious receiver. And it was something that was actually, it's not mine. It was shared with me by a wonderful teacher, and I just glommed onto it. I thought it was such a good idea. So you start out, you teach your students a lesson on giving gifts, but uh, focus mainly on receiving gifts and introduce that concept of being a gracious receiver, even if you don't like the gift and explain that in these situations where sometimes you get something that you don't really like, you may need to fake it and teach them that one trick that could help them to be a gracious receiver is to find a quality that they like about the gift and use that to come up with a gratitude statement, or you can call it a thank you statement if gratitude is too high of a word. And of course, model and practice as a group and then do this activity bring in a box or a bag, and if you wanna make this fancy, gift wrap a box, and then put some printed out pictures or tiny objects representing fake presents inside. And if I guess if you wanna get really fancy, you can wrap up your presents. I'm not that fancy. And then the students get to take turns receiving a present. They draw something out of the box, and some of them might be good objects, some of them might be outrageous objects, and they have to practice coming up with a gratitude statement. If they get a pair of socks, they could say, oh, these will keep my feet really warm this winter. Thank you. If they get a stapler, oh, (laughs) this is my favorite color. They get a box of tissues. Oh, you know what? This is going to be really helpful for when I get a cold this season. (laughs) The kids actually love it. They think it's hilarious to see what silly gifts they get. And it's a really good activity to practice being a gracious receiver and also working on social fakes. So it's a silly, fun, and engaging lesson for this time of year.
0: That's a great one. And I remember even as a child, I had trouble with this as a neurotypical child. And I remember, you know, thinking back, like, what was the worst present I ever got? And I remember once getting... I will, I won't name the family member, but I received a history textbook and I was probably eight. Like I wasn't even old enough to read it. I have no <laughs> idea why I got it. And I just said, this is the worst birthday present ever. And I ran to my room and shut the door. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so I could have used your lesson, Sari, and But also I think about, you know, generosity and giving gifts and what this time of year is all about. And how important that is. And it's something that I should be doing in my speech room, too. So I'm really glad you shared that lesson. Um, do you have a memory of, like, the worst gift you ever
1: I had? do. And now that you bring it up, I remember being, like, in high school. And my family does a gift exchange where everyone draws names of a family member to get a gift. And I had a relative, I won't say who either, who gave me, like, a puzzle for small children. <laughs> and... <laughs> And I remember being so offended that they would think that I would like this child's puzzle. I think I was in high school, um, but I did fake it I, I I do remember saying, "Oh, thank you, I love puzzles <laughs> maybe not that puzzle, but puzzles yes and and moving on, but that went that probably went to goodwill really quick. <laughs>
0: So I love this topic and, you know, we might not love presents we get even as adults, but we do tolerate them because we love our people and that's what's the most important thing and hopefully we can share that with our students as well. And speaking of things we tolerate, I have uh, some advice, some SLP wisdom that I hope will get you thinking about what you're tolerating and why, as a way to add a bit more happiness and comfort into your day-to-day. So let me start by just explaining what that means. Day-to-day, we all have little things that just bug us, right? That are just inconvenient or uncomfortable. uh, And we just sort of hold on to them and can power through and keep working. And those little things can add up. So here are just some examples of what might be a toleration, something that we're tolerating and we're accepting without actually solving the problem. An itchy sweater, pants that are too tight, uh, needing a drink of water but pushing through to keep working, Or, I feel like SLPs do this all the time, needing to go to the bathroom, but pushing (laughs) through and getting the next group anyway. Uh, Getting an annoying notification or piece of spam email on your phone instead of just canceling the notifications or unsubscribing. Um, Having an untidy bathroom counter where you can't find things in the morning. Having your phone always fall down on the floor of the car because you need a phone stand in there, but you never really get to it. Um, not being able to open your dresser drawers because there are too many clothes crammed in and you need to get rid of things. These are all things, little things that we tolerate. And yes, they are little, but we probably go through a bunch of these day to day, which mm-hmm. can really add up. So those are just some examples. But, uh, Sari, do you connect with this at all? What are your tolerations? What are you tolerating?
1: Oh, hundred, hundred 100%. One thing that, that really gets me is I'm very space sensitive, especially in my own home and little messes will uh, drive me crazy. And there's an area in our garage and it's my husband's area with tools and I don't know, car chemicals and things. And it's the messy, I don't know how he crammed so much stuff onto this bookshelf. It's the messiest thing to look at and it does drive me a little bonkers. And I, But I do tolerate it, but that is something that I know if I fixed it, I'd be so much happier in that space. But those are that space sensitive Mm -hmm. things, clutter, that type of stuff will really irritate me, but I'll push it to the back of my mind Mm -hmm. and just tolerate it.
0: It adds a low level of kind of constant stress whenever you see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think mine is the example of the crammed dresser drawers. <laughs> um, I don't... I think what I need to do is uh, clothes that are seasonal, putting them away. I just have all my clothes in my dresser. Um, and then I can't open and shut the drawers. Or then some days I just, like, leave them open and walk away. <laughs> so um, that's my toleration. And it's really annoying in the morning when you're trying to find something and all the clothes are crammed in. So I... I guess I'm just going to like publicly declare that I'm going to work on that. Um, I might have too many clothes. I think that's definitely a possibility. But I think the biggest problem is there are things like winter sweaters, which, of course, I need out now. But I can put away my summer things Mm. um, that are taking up a lot of space. So uh, that's my toleration right Mm. now. And it is. It's a low level of stress every morning and every evening that I just need to solve the problem. And then that stress would go away.
1: What about um, work life? Because I know one thing I tolerate oh. within my work setting is paperwork. And I if I have that stack to do on my desk, it, it will. that's another thing that will just kind of wear away at me. And I feel like I, I just need to get that stack down and then I'll be happy. But as we know, that stack hardly ever <laughs> completely disappears until, uh, for, at least for me, the end mm-hmm. of the school year, hopefully. Um, so that is something you just kind of have to tolerate and make mm-hmm. peace with.
0: Yeah, and maybe putting it in a file system or a drawer will just make you feel like it's not there when you... Because sometimes you just can't do anything about it. But I would say, yes, my office tends to get messy and then I'm just like, oh, I can't stand it anymore and I'll have to clear things off. Um, But it gets pretty bad. before.
1: (laughs) So it's good to be aware of these little things because they are affecting you more than you realize. So attend to what you are tolerating and see what you can do to make improvements.
0: And that sounds like a really good self-care challenge, right? Mm-hmm. So what's our listener's challenge this week?
1: Figure out what you are tolerating mm-hmm. and see what actionable small steps, if, if need be, you can take to make it a little better or to fix it entirely. If it's the paperwork, we know that that's probably not going to go away. So <laughs> uh, use Sarah's idea and just make it better so you are more comfortable and a little happier in the place where you're at with whatever you're tolerating right now.
0: Yeah, and we all have them. If you're a private practice owner like me, you know how important it is to have practice management software that helps you schedule, bill, and saves you time. Fusion Web Clinic is an all-in-one practice management software designed specifically for pediatric speech therapists, physical therapists, and occupational therapists who need to save time and streamline their practice with unlimited customer support, free onboarding, and an ever growing set of features, thousands of therapists across the country use Fusion every day. We've got a special URL for a free demo and a $50 credit at FusionWebclinic.com slash SLP Happy Hour.
1: SLP Happy Hour is also sponsored by the informed SLP. As speech language pathologists, We depend upon good research to serve our clients well. We strive to use evidence-based practice. But how much time do we really have to search for new evidence? Reading research articles is time-consuming. Let the informed SLP save you time by finding the research for you. They search all of the top speech-language pathology journals each month, looking for the articles that are highly relevant to your daily practice. They provide you with plain language summaries of the most clinically applicable research. It's how smart SLPs do EBP. Join now at theinformedslp.com SLP Happy Hour and enter the code SLP Happy Hour at checkout for 50% off of your first three months. And as we reflect on things we're tolerating, we can also connect that to our own personal values and the things that we want to see within our our work lives and our home lives. And that brings us to our conversation about our values. And why don't you uh, start, Sarah?
0: Yeah. So our topic today is we're sharing our own values. And again, that's just as examples, because the goal of today's episode is that you will walk away and you will know what you're going to do so that you can identify your values, but not just what the words are, how you are going to use your values to make decisions in the coming year and how you're going to use your values to um, align your priorities in the coming year and really have some focus and clarity and let the rest go. So. Sari and I are absolutely going to talk about what ours are. And those are just for examples because today's show is about you. So what are values? So they are intentions and they're not goals. So they're not something that you meet and you check off a list. It's more something you explore and they give you an anchor and focus and some physical roots that you can return back to throughout the year. So we're chatting a bit about what the past year has been like for us and what we've learned and then we're going to move on to the discussion of what we're looking forward to in the coming year personally and professionally and how we've decided on our values words what they are and how we're going to practice them so uh, personally I'm just going to reflect on my year a little bit this year has been all about adoption Uh, we have an episode all about adoption if you want more information But um, for me, I'm someone who likes to plan and take action and know what's next. So the adoption process has been a lot of emotion, a loss of control, a lot of waiting for things (laughs) that I can't control. And uh, I've found the whole process to be kind of murky and hard to manage. And I'm so committed to adoption. And this isn't meant to be a criticism of adoption, but more just where my mental space has been in the past year and I think if you're considering adoption you might not have as hard of a time as I did. I think both my husband and I are self-employed so that really made the process a bit more complex for us. So Looking forward to the next year, I am very excited because this coming year will be the year, I don't know when, but where we will adopt and we will have a child. Um, So personally for me, this has been a really emotional year.
1: Yay, but so much to look forward to. So much to look forward to.
0: And then professionally, uh, reflecting on this past year, you know, I'm someone who I really like stability, but I also like change. So I like both. So those two things are kind of constantly this like tug of war where I'm like, I'll find something professional that feels stable, but then I'll switch it up, right? So back and forth, back and forth. And for me, it's also important to be mentally challenged and stimulated in my work. I don't want to feel bored. I want to be constantly learning new things. So this this year has been about really pouring myself into the podcast and growing the podcast, but I would like to more maintain in the coming year, Mm. right? I focused on growth and action and doing, doing, doing. I really want more people to know about the podcast. I really want to grow. Um, So we still want to create the podcast just as often, but I want to let go of things that aren't essential. I want to simplify, do less, and figure out what exactly the essential components of this podcasting life are, and to do those and let the rest go. And so in the coming year, I'm really looking towards more free time and streamlining my work life.
1: Yeah, 2019 for you, Sarah, has been a roller coaster ride with a lot of things professionally and a lot of things personally. Um, and you've handled everything so well as an outsider. Uh, you've met every challenge with grace and continue to move forward, and you accomplished a lot. Um, for me, personally, uh, you know, life happens, uh, things happen that you never expected. And my family experienced some loss and some other difficulty with family members' health declining, which has been hard personally. And these experiences can feel so surreal at the time. You don't, you don't think, and even now, I don't even think I've fully come to terms with it. And it will seem like the loss will just kind of linger in the back of your mind until a memory or a sudden awareness of the absence will just jump out and surprise you. Um, so <laughs> that has been something that was uh, something I'm processing and still dealing with. And the bright side to all this is that I've gotten closer with cousins and family members who are growing distance and the shower of love and support from my family to those in need is comforting to me too. So 2019 for me has been uh, personally uh, a lot of hard things but a lot of good things too and professionally a good year in that I feel more confident as an SLP having two years under my belt now and I think my focus throughout my last year of work was to learn to prioritize time at home more as I am often wired to put my work first. Um, So things have improved there, but still not completely where I would like them to be. But there is always room to grow. And uh, that brings us to talk about the values that we would like to focus on for the upcoming year.
0: Mm -hmm. And I love this conversation because I think it can, unintentionally, right? When you see people on the internet or you watch people on youtube or listen to a podcast uh you're not seeing everything so i really love how vulnerable you were there just talking about like hey this year has been good um and it's been building community but there's been a lot of loss there and it's been hard and for me like hey yes i'm adopting and yes that's exciting but emotionally this year I have really struggled and it's very nice of you Sari to say that I'm doing well um (laughs) I don't I don't know how true that is um but if if you're listening I mean we're all just people we're all just people and we're all just people trying to help other people and we're not perfect and we don't know it all and we struggle and I think for me personally um because this podcast, we do try to make it positive. I'm still learning. How can I, how can I share the hard parts without pulling you all down? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, how can I be honest and vulnerable, but also, uh, share a ray of sunshine, some light, some hope. And so I'm learning about that. I don't have that figured out, but I do want to say if I've, Ever, ever put it out there, you know, or made you feel like I have it together, or I know what I'm doing, or I'm happy all the time. That's not true, and um, I'm trying really hard <laughs> to share both sides of the coin, but also to be sensitive to your your needs and your desires if you're listening and knowing like hey you have a hard life too (laughs) so uh we're in it we're in the thick of it this past year has been the thick of it can I get an (laughs) amen amen (laughs) um and we're feeling really positive about the next year and we hope you are too and we hope that whatever challenges you encountered this past year uh that you're looking forward to the next year with some hope some love some light some community and that's really what we want to focus on Mm. with our values what do I value my values have changed a lot from last year to this year just because um or from this year to the coming year because I've changed and I've grown and things have happened in life that um have felt good or not so good so uh, my primary value this year is freedom. I want to feel more time freedom. I want to feel less hemmed in by my work hours, my work tasks, my work stress. And uh, I also want to feel more financial freedom So and feel less restraints on my money. So money and time, more money and time freedom and ease as far as that's concerned and not feeling so just like hemmed in by both uh, generosity is another one of my words because I I feel like we all need enough, um, we all need more bandwidth so that we can be generous. And I'll give an example. There's a study and it's called the Good Samaritan Study where pastors uh, are, are walking down a lane and they see someone in distress. And there's a Bible story that's related to that. So um they did three groups of pastors but how this how I kind of boil this down is the people who were in a rush didn't help even though they were pastors and even though it was actually uh you know a real life example of a bible story right someone was in need right on the street and you walk by but people who were not hurried who didn't have time pressure helped so I need more time freedom so that I can be more generous Mm. and so I can feel less of a lack And that goes to my third value, which is abundance. I want to feel like I have enough money, I have enough time, I have enough love, I have enough faith, I have enough resources. Abundance to me just means I have enough. And then my fourth value is fun. And what that means to me is deep play, doing things not for a purpose, but just because I enjoy them. So like reading frivolous novels, just for fun, (laughs) watching my favorite TV show, just for fun, learning a new song on the guitar, just for fun. Um, And so that's, I really tend to love to be productive, get things done, um, check off tasks. And so this coming year, I really want to focus on more fun as well. And uh, what I do is I make word art, you can just, you know, Google word art and put your values in and it'll make kind of a printable where some of the words are bigger and some are smaller. I also do calligraphy every year with my values words on just like a piece of, you know, like heavy paper. And then I put it into like an eight by 10 frame or eight by 11 and a half, just a normal sheet of paper. Um, and then I kind of make it colorful. So I haven't made one for the, for the coming year yet, but, um, I do post that in my office so that I look to it often. Um, and that, Helps me uh, connect with my values, but again, I'm human and I forget all the
1: time. <laughs> and uh, just as a total side note, maybe someday I can persuade Sarah to sing for you guys while playing her guitar because <laughs> it is wonderful, she is very good. So, we'll have to do a live special with a song from Sarah for you sometime.
0: <laughs> Let's say maybe when we have one million podcasts down. <laughs>
1: I'll work on her. Well, I think I can get it sooner than that. (laughs) So my values have changed uh, from last year as well. And my values for the uh, coming year, uh, like I said, the first and foremost value to focus on will be tranquility. Looking for more peace and calm in my life. Um, My second value will be joy. I don't think you can ever get enough of that value word, and I I relate a lot to Sarah's value of fun with that one and just you know finding those little things and appreciating those little things and making time for those little things that bring me happiness and joy and prioritizing that. Kindness, um, that's just kind of a core value for me. I, I value kindness and I love that mantra that I hear all the time, if you can be anything in this world, be kind. And I, I think everybody should take that to heart just personally. And adventure is my last value. And that just stems from a general love for trying new things and meeting new people and exploring new places. So that's always probably going to always be in my top five because I I just really get a lot from new experiences and, and new adventures.
0: Yeah. sorry. with the kindness word, I mean, that's really something that you know if you're listening and you're into the Enneagram Sari is a two which is very (laughs) kindness and others oriented but um I'm kind of like I don't really know how you could get more kindness in your life <laughs> <laughs> because that's just like the quintessential Sari. and then the adventure. Like, you know, you have lots of international travel, kayaking, um, hiking. Those are two things that when I think about you, I really think about the um, kindness and the adventure. Oh, wow, that's good to hear. Peace. Um, how are you going to remember to add more tranquility and joy into your life? Like, how will you remember the words? But also, like. What will you have to say yes to and no to to make those happen? What does that mean to you?
1: I you know, I really like your idea of making some sort of graphic. Um, I'm not good with calligraphy, but I could very easily go to the uh, Word Design website and create something that I could post on my wall. Because I do think those visual reminders are huge. They're huge for me. And being able to use that as a reference just in the day-to-day just to check in with my values and see if I'm being true to them is all I can ask of myself to, to try and do to keep them at the forefront of my mind and try to prioritize them during the day.
0: Mm-hmm. And we have values for this podcast too, which right now this season are community and simplicity, so we hope that we are furthering um, your SLP community and giving you simple ideas of what you can do. Um, So here are just some words to get you started if you're interested. Integrity, honesty, joy, playfulness, enthusiasm, peace, independence, quality, simplicity, growth, fairness, family, purpose, passion, friendship, and gratitude. So, Sari, what can we do if we are looking to make our own word list, um, and um, how do we prioritize our our values and create that if we're listening?
1: Sure. Well, I, I kind of wrote down three steps that I think will be helpful for our listeners who want to find their own values, and the first part is just like you said, to find a list of values to kind of reflect on, and you can use the ones that Sarah just listed, you can Google it if you need to, and circle about... 10 that resonate with you if you if there are more than that go for it but i would try to just find 10 and then the second step is to mindfully look at each word and use a thoughtful method of comparison to identify ranking order for which values are the most important to you so what this looks like is you're going to ask yourself a repeated question do i value this over this do i value integrity over joy and then repeat. Okay, yes I do. Do I value integrity over kindness? And and keep going through the list, and the one that comes out on top at the end is gonna be your number one value. And then repeat the process on the remaining words in order to rank them all, and find yourself a list of five to 10 values. And then consider your list. Once you have it assembled, this is step three. And ask yourself if your current lifestyle and work life are in accordance with these values and use them as a reference to check in with and to help you focus on staying true to them day to day.
0: So that is great. And that can take, you know, an hour or a day or you can kind of come back to it. So remember your values change as you change. Make it a part of your schedule and see, do some time tracking and see if you are, Living within your values, you know, and for how much of your day, and if you can do it more, Um, come back to your values when you make decisions, and um, that's, those are all some really good reasons to create your own values this coming year.
1: I really love that idea of coming back to your values when you make decisions. It is really important, and if you post your values somewhere visible, like in your place of work... um, somewhere up in your home, you'll have a visual reminder to refer to everywhere. So let's make this values work uh, another listener challenge. So find your values, create a word list, um, download a word list if you need help, highlight the ones that you feel a connection with, and choose five to ten or more if you want to for the coming year. Um, It's not Necessarily easy to do, but you'll find that you keep coming back to a core group. And, you know, maybe do some time tracking to see how much of your day you are aligned in your values and what you can do to spend more time being true to your values. The next time you are making a decision, use your values as a guide to move forward.
0: And thank you for listening in today. That's our show for today. I hope. These tips on creating your own values list and then looking at your schedule throughout the day to see if you are aligned within your values has been helpful. Uh, This is a topic that Sari and I are both really passionate about because it's given us both a real center, um, some real roots uh, to feel centered within a new year. And remember, this work isn't meant to give you more things to do. We all have enough of that. So instead, let's move forward doing fewer things that are more aligned with our values and
1: more aligned with what we love and what we care about. Did you like this episode? Remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. In your review, take a minute to let potential new listeners know what to expect from the podcast and why you listen. If you want more from us, we send out occasional emails with personal tidbits that we don't share anywhere else, and ongoing discussions of topics like these, plus freebies like social media resources for the SLP boss, including downloadable quotes, which you are welcome to use on social media, and a PDF of 30 social media post ideas for the SLP boss. You can sign up for that at our website at www.slphappyhour.com slash newsletter, and we'll link to that in the notes. We'll be sending along a downloadable PDF where you can write down your own goals for the year, and that will only be available for our newsletter subscribers.
0: And if you're already on the email list, not to worry. We will make sure you get that freebie
1: as well very soon. If you want to connect with us, you can visit our website, slphappyhour.com, or find us on social media as SLPHappyHour. We hope you enjoyed the show, that this was a little slice of an SLP happy hour for you. We've enjoyed recording it. Thank you for listening. Until next time.